0: Foxes and hedgehogs talking it out. Hey. What number? <laughs> What's it about? Foxes and Hedgehogs, episode number seven, featuring the bubbly personalities of hosts Thomas Hutchins and yours truly, John Aarons. And we have a very special guest today. Miss <laughs> Miss Lauren, Lauren Church.
1: Hi, <laughs>
2: Did Hi I say that yeah oh great okay of course. It. I don't think it's difficult to mm-hmm. pronounce it's, her name <laughs>
3: It's not a it's not a hard one usually I get the
2: sense that you like um, based on your name you you have roots in the Mediterranean
3: It's a good guess yeah yeah but not Turkish That's a question mark that I haven't um, that I haven't investigated thoroughly. But the the origin of my name comes from uh, Calabria, in southern Italy.
2: One of my favorite tracks, "Ba <laughs> oh, Is that the name Ba-da. of that song? Oh yeah. I was asking someone, uh, oh, what was yeah. what's the name of that song? Calabria.
0: Uh-huh. Isn't that also a font in Word? I'm sure it's many probably. <laughs> <Calabria>? <laughs> I, I
3: think you you're right. You're right. So yeah, Bruce, it's like the d- you're both right. It's the default. <laughs> We're all,
0: right. We're, Guys, We're all right.
3: Guys settle hey. down. <laughs> <laughs> right. Co hosts. <laughs> <laughs> <I know, "Urgh." laughs> yeah,
0: the um, a lot of headbutting here sometimes. The
3: name bearer in my family came from Calabria and it was originally Turco in Italian and that means an Italian Turk. And <laughs> you guessed it means Turk. And um, what I know of Italy in Italian history is that your name indicated either your trade or your origin. So oh, I think it's it,
2: common with names. Yeah yeah. 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 yeah.
3: So it's, you know, to me it seems likely, intuitive, logical that, um, that somebody in my ancestry came from Turkey at some point. But I just haven't done that, um, you know. DNA testing thing.
1: <laughs> well,
3: I have to say, the second place I ever traveled to was Istanbul, and I, at that moment in my life, had never felt so much resonance and connection to a, a place before. Ooh, wow! I was I was in the I was in the city of Istanbul, just kind of like, whoa, I feel so connected to these people, to these little kiosks, to these churches, like all of it just was. Uh, ugh, I was just having these rushes of, um, I don't know, intense, beautiful feelings of connection. Wow. So I don't know what that is, but it felt nice.
2: So let's talk about your music because that's why I thought uh, it would be interesting to invite you here to talk because that's what we mostly talk about as entertainers and what they're, what they're doing and what they're doing to survive and thrive. Um, we spoke a little bit at Leah's uh, event or that event at Pink's. And you were telling me about sort of what your vision was, and that's why I was interested in t- talking to you more about it. Uh, it had to do with like connecting people and using music to, I guess, uh, find common ground.
3: Yeah. Um, gosh, where to start with that? Uh. <laughs> well, you know, m- music and singing has always been inside of me, and my life so far has been this this journey of I guess in some ways running away from it and and being afraid of it and then it coming and finding me or maybe I found enough of the breadcrumbs that led me somewhere where a sort of big event happens that jolts me awake and alive and I have to listen but I've been I've been so curious about what music is and its power you know over over me and over us and like what it is that it's actually doing? Yeah.
0: Has that event happened, or is it still going? It going it, to happen?
3: They are happening now. They're, they are numerous. Okay. And yeah, I think. Um, nice. Yeah. You want
0: to tell us about an event? Sure. Anything
3: specific? Yeah. Um, I guess the the big a big pivot moment in my life was when I was in Paris in 2010, 11. Did you go out
0: there on a whim, or did it an opportunity bring you out there?
3: So it was my second year studying in Paris. I did a year um, in Paris as a junior undergrad for my business degree, and then when I was a senior and I came back after that, the only thing I knew was like, I gotta get back to Paris. You know, I didn't. I wasn't sure if I wanted to go to law school or what, but um, I knew I wanted to go back to Paris, and I ended up. Through a series of really serendipitous events finding out about this new political science master's program and applied really quickly um, right before the deadline and then ended up getting a foreign language area studies fellowship it's a mouthful for advanced french which is ultimately what allowed me to be able to do half of my masters in paris at science so i went back to paris was studying there was like doing my thesis on renewable energy policy was dead set on going and working for like the UN or some you know uh international agency that is making the world better well (laughs) that's trying to make the world better and doing the best they can yeah I am absolutely I am a systems thinker and I I really want to make I want to help I want to contribute to making this world work for 100% of humanity and to be harmonious with the earth ecosystem. Yeah, this
2: was like the vision that you were explaining to me while we were talking. And I thought it would be interesting.
3: Yeah. So like the whole that that kind of um turn of phrase a world that works for 100% of humanity was first articulated I think by Buckminster Fuller who is like an incredible Bucky. yeah, an Thanks incredible thinker. Who, who yeah. is this? Buckminster Fuller. He's, have you ever heard of
2: the geodesic dome? No. Oh, okay.
3: He's, I that's, mean... That's
2: one of his jams. Yeah. Oh, he's a musician. Well, no, that's a that's an architectural oh. structure. <laughs> but, uh, you know, architects can have jams, too, but they just yeah. end up being buildings. So a visual jam. Yeah.
3: He was a scientist, mathematician, philosopher. I mean, many, many terms apply, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but he... He was a, a visionary who had who had a, a a vision for the world of, you know, that knowing that there is enough in this world for oh, yeah. everyone and everything. It's that just was
2: his, one of his main philosophical points that the world could exist with everything that's here. Everything that was everything exists is here to be provided for everyone. Mm-hmm. And that there's if there's access to it, then no one would ever have, you know, a, a need uh, or, right. you know, everyone has everything that they need here. Yeah. But,
3: uh, it's about the how we are distributing things, and yeah. it's a really beautiful, kind, um, inspiring worldview. And it it's been a big part of like what's given me inspiration. Like, yeah, inspiration. So anyway, I was I was in Paris and uh, doing my thing, and then I kind of took a little side job at this at this uh, bar restaurant in the uh, in the first arrondissement, and. You know, I was like bartending and waiting tables, but the place was owned by this Irish man and there was this guy named Jerry who was homeless Um, or like, you know, definitely living on the streets most of the time. But everybody who worked there knew the deal, which was when Jerry comes in, you give him whatever he wants to eat, a bottomless pint of Guinness, and he's going to play the piano and sing for tips for as long as he wants, and he's incredible. Oh, my God. He had the most mellifluous voice. I mean, he was born to sing and play. I mean, he was, like, such a piano man. Mm. And um, Jerry and I became friends, and it was him, it was Jerry, who coaxed me, I mean, forced me to get up and sing with him. Like, when I was behind the bar, didn't want to, was totally afraid. Oh, no, 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 it's not what I'm doing. Like, that's not me. And he's like... I see you. Interesting. Get your butt up here. So you're not
2: a, you're not a, you weren't, you weren't like one of these people like us who was like performing when you were like seven, eight years old in front of your family or you never I was. Okay.
3: I definitely was. My first performances were in a nursing home. Okay. Um, for my great, great grandmother and, uh, and. Great, great grandmother? I'm trying to think if it was great, great or just great. It probably was just great. My Nana. Yeah just great
0: that'd be amazing i mean great grandmother's pretty amazing yeah
3: i haven't had my Two coffee grades. yet you guys my brain's not fully <laughs> on. Grades, it's okay like, <laughs> we still
0: love you it's like, how how it's old do
2: people in your family live it's really fascinating yeah, so, <laughs> you, you know, so you're you're starting out as um uh someone who was maybe introverted that got into doing music someone had to kind of pull you into or maybe
3: the, extroverted
2: yes. to introverted back to extroverted
3: you know The jury's out. I'm still trying to figure out what's going on with, with me, but I, I've always loved to sing. And when I, my, my natural way of being as like a little four year old in a nursing home was my parents tell me I would, I would pick out my favorite dress and I would put it on and be so excited to go to the nursing home and to sing and dance and like kind of put on a little show for the ladies in, in wheelchairs who were awesome. just at the nursing home. And, you know, when they tell the story, it's like it makes – it warms my heart because I can, to the best of my ability, imagine my inner child just, like, taking so much joy and bringing joy. And, like, I get so much joy from little kids who come and smile at me, and I'm just like, oh, it's such a gift, you know? And so I don't know. I feel like that's my essence right there in that nursing home is just mm. – the, the sheer pleasure of, you know, of being a little beam of sunshine. Um, but then as an adole- adolescent, insecurities and worthiness and all the weird stuff of being a young kid and like in America. Adult like,
2: realities. Yeah. Like that, 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 that thing where you start to have to conform. Yeah. And then you start to lose a little bit of that dreaminess of your life where I can be anything. It's like, well, I can be anything except... This and anything except that, or I can only be this or only be that. And it starts to get, your worldview gets smaller. Your, your, your self-image of what you can be gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And it doesn't have to. It really doesn't have to. Right. And I grew up in, a, in a suburb. Yeah, Formed.
3: Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I grew up somewhere where even my, my hair, my like kind of kinky curly hair, People would, like, laugh at it or want to, like, stick their finger in it, and I don't know. I was embarrassed about it. Nobody knew what to do with it, and so there wasn't, like, a day in my life before <laughs> before going away to college that I wore it down. I mm-hmm. would try, and I would just—I would cave. I would, like, put it in a bun and hide it, and I just—you know, I felt so— I felt like the like the black sheep, like the like the weirdo kind mm. of, mm. and I wasn't embracing myself and my natural attributes. Yeah, so. Renaissance hair. Yeah, it totally looks like. I'm not in a place that I'm like, I love my hair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it totally looks like like Mediterranean. So yeah, yeah, kind of like a it's like Greek goddess hair. Yeah, it's
2: like Gauguin painting. A <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Painting <laughs> yeah, you know, guys, she's got gorgeous like. hair.
0: It's auburn, right? <laughs> it's like an auburn vibe.
3: It's got lots of different colors. It's. Auburn brown. Yeah, hair, it's, it's right? got dark brown, it's got some auburn, it's got some blonde from the sun. It's cool, it's beautiful. Hair's
2: beautiful. It. If it's your hair, it should be...
0: Even if you don't have hair, that's beautiful. Yeah. Even if it's hair in some places. Or just, just one average. hair. If
2: you have one hair, it's One fun.
0: hair. Own that If hair.
2: hair is singular for you. Right. <laughs> we still love you. <laughs> Absolutely. That's how we roll here on Foxes and Hedgehogs. I
3: love it. Yeah, it's like... That it's such an interesting maybe, maybe thing. Maybe it's not
0: to... the hair on your head. Maybe
2: it's somewhere else that you take. Part
3: <laughs> right? Of maybe chest
0: hair. Yeah. Chest hair. Yeah. Other hair. Yeah. Toe hair. hairs. The hairs. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, so you started mm, out um,
2: <clears throat> performing. Um, where did you have a maybe like a? Any? Did you have like a prolific musical childhood? Did you play a lot as a child? You know. I did. Did you, John? I, I don't know. Did, oh, um, yeah, well, my mom was a voice and piano teacher. So camp, you, you got so. exposed to it. My parents were not musicians, yeah. so it was kind of like if they didn't come to see me play, they didn't see anybody play any live music. Mm. <laughs> and I started when I was 11. When when did you start?
3: I started, I think, around, like, 7 um, okay. on the piano. I saw my cousin, mm, okay. my eldest cousin, playing it, and I was like, I want to do that. And um,
2: Lauren Turk, first instrument, piano.
3: Piano, yep. I started learning by ear. What my cousin had played And so then my parents were like Oh, we should put her in some lessons Nice
2: So you learned to read music You learned a little bit Mm -hmm. about harmony Yeah, so
3: I then went, you know Piano lessons And then I started um, violin as my second instrument To 12 years 12 years of orchestra Double threat And then singing last
2: Triple threat
3: And most recently ukulele She probably act
2: Quadruple I can act. threat, yeah. Pen-tuple. Bumps.
3: pen Moose bumps? goosebumps,
0: <laughs> bumps? Does she write? She writes too. I and do she writes. write. Yep. Sex tuple. Ooh, <laughs> let's stop wow. it at that. Let's, wow. I like the I like wow. the sound we'll of stop that. There. Yeah, mm. sex tuple mm-hmm. threat. Yeah, you nailed it. Powerful nailed stuff. It. <laughs> but I, I have a feeling there's just seven in there. <laughs> Ooh, for the
3: seventh episode. Well, I do play the ukulele now.
0: Well, that, we already counted that. Oh,
3: we did.
2: How about,
0: I, I like I like the whole international politics. She's a politician. She's a philosopher. Yeah.
2: John, John, just some writing, uh, political writing. Do you? Well, But we, you know, but we Briefly. don't have to talk about Briefly. that right now. Yeah. I love identity politics. So I, I, I hear, I, yeah, I appreciate everything
0: you're saying.
3: Well, yeah, because like what I was kind of like the, the maybe the the cherry on top or the, a foundational comment on this is like, the environment that you grow up in is is such a big part of you know the development of your worldview and what you think of yourself and your i. The creation of your identity mm. and so it wasn't until I went to Paris the first time that I stopped like straightening my hair and fighting it right and so that was oh you were straightening huge your hair. oh yeah I was like wow. I was trying to fit in mm. I felt so awkward in my skin where I grew up and um, this is a
2: self-image thing that women have oh, specifically yeah. been exposed to in society especially particularly American society and maybe like European society that there's a certain anything patriarchal dominated right perfection mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a certain perfect perfect look yeah uh, well males have it too but it's proliferated by the mainstream yeah yeah and then More if you look different on the... yeah it's very common
3: well the pressure goes all around I mean honestly in these conversations of of equality and and all of that like the Oppression of women is also the oppression of men. You know, the, the these gender norms cripple all of us and hinder all of us. And they they squash feminine expression in men and being vulnerable, crying, you know, communicating feelings. And that sucks for us women because we're just like, you know, there's this like lack of understanding and, and disconnect. And then also for us, you know, not being able to. Embracing a
0: masculine side. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mission. Yeah.
0: I love this book. I was reading it after a tough breakup called The Way of the Superior Man by David Didas. Didas
3: is his name? He's, he's big Sounds classroom. familiar. I want to say I've heard of that. Yeah.
0: And, and despite the title, it's not about anything specifically towards being a superior man, but it addresses the aspects of masculine and feminine energies, regardless of gender or sexuality, and really hits so many nails on the head. When it comes to uh, what what is required for uh, a successful relationship mm. between you know intimately and, and and in relationships, it's just really fascinating, and it, and it, and, it, and it touches upon what you just mentioned about um, the masculine and feminine essences in both men and women. And, and uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. I don't know if you if you check, you've done a lot of reading on that stuff as well.
2: Um, did you get into, you know, any know, studies haven't, I haven't, in I haven't school done a
3: or? ton of, yes, I, yeah, I did. I, studies. I took, um, what was the name called? I took a course called gender communication as an undergrad, which I loved. It was really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I also loved what our final project was. It was like an auto ethnography, which was really neat. I, you know what? Wow. I think that was the first time we that talked
2: about ethnography. We started there, man. We started there. Yeah, ethnography it right into your name and like where you were from.
3: Right, but like I think that was the first time that I actually. Wow, I'm just I'm realizing this right now. <laughs> that professor had us um, do this exercise of deep reflection over a, some like a, a traumatic experience that we had, and to investigate it, and then to document it and present it to the entire class um this auto ethnography this like this soul searching um identifying what something that we're carrying that's that's holding us down and then and then dealing with it and Ooh. it's an extremely powerful exercise and what's why the reason why <laughs> i wish everybody who's listening could like see my body language right now because i'm like oh, she's oh, doing ah. jazz hands i right. look jazz like a, the wacky waving inflatable <laughs> tube man yeah, yeah, that. right. um, this has everything to do with the, the the work i'm doing right now with music and, and the initial conversation that you and i had thomas at yeah. the at the at the show of um mm-hmm. that so yeah i can't wait to talk about that um i'm just realizing where it's what it's rooted in so that's crazy
2: huh so <sighs> was it anecdotal or did you Base it in. Did you do some kind of DNA test, or?
3: Oh no no no! It was um, it was anecdotal. Okay. It was more storytelling. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: This
0: exercise sounds like the book I've been working on the last decade. <laughs> oh, John, wow. you could have just taken a class, man. <laughs> you're, you're, you would have solved you're, it all with just this one class. Quick class
2: assignment I've been working on for 10 years. <laughs> 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 it's funny how that happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We learn a lot about people from doing this show. We learn a lot about people in general and how, how the world works. There's a lot of parallels. Mm. People that have the same vision of the world have a lot of parallels in so, their lives.
3: Yeah, but... <laughs>
2: one, um, where did you uh, where did you go to school again? I, don't, I think you mentioned it, but so
3: University of Illinois, mm-hmm. and then Sciences Po in Paris. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I forgot to say, like, wh- when I started singing in Paris, in that little bistro, um, then just the floodgates opened. It was honestly, it awesome. felt like the first time in my adult life that I that I, that, I, that I had sung. You know, it was like it was so different than being. On a big stage with, you know, shiny lights and, like, a a play, you know, projecting my voice and wearing character makeup. Like, that was all fun, but this stuff that happened in Paris and throughout Europe when I started traveling and singing, like, it was so fundamentally different. You know, I was singing in streets and in subways and, like, I could... Smell the people that I was <laughs> singing
2: for. You definitely smell the people here on the you subway.
3: You know, yeah, performing <laughs> <It was laughs> or otherwise. But to me, it was so, it was so romantic. It was so exciting. It was so real. It was so mm-hmm. visceral. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, the, like it awakened me in such a. This is Paris. Big way, yeah. This is Paris. This the is Berlin. Of Paris. This is and Berlin, All over the Yeah, wow. this is this is like as soon as it happened. Like as soon as that, like I sang at last with Jerry. In Paris, and mm-hmm. then suddenly, like one of my professors has a jazz ensemble, and he's like, "Why don't you join us on Tuesday <laughs> nights?" And like, just like you know, cool. all, it started happening. Good. Good. So the whirlwind uh,
2: yeah. of uh, serendipity started. The universe conspiring these. in your yeah. favor, exactly. Yeah.
3: Paolo Coelho, yeah, yeah.
2: conspires in your favor. Uh huh. The,
3: uh-huh. the well, Alchemist. I see you over there. I have that book.
4: <laughs> I read that book. I have
2: that book right in there. Nice. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love yeah. it. There's another book about mindfulness and about creating creating uh, a mindfulness like mindset. Um, it's about <clears> being addicted <throat> to emotions. It's called Destructive Emotions. It's mm. by Daniel Goldman and um, the Dalai Lama. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's by based, both of them? Yeah. Wow, yeah, I need to a, read this. Yeah, it's a scientific study on addictive emotions <gasps> uh, that become destructive because you create micro-decisions that cause you to end up in situations that your brain has become accustomed to and addicted yeah, well, it can be that too, but it can also be like something like an abusive relationship. Yeah, your, yeah, your brain becomes addicted to that chemical just as if it would become addicted to any other chemical that's addictive. Mm. So you make micro decisions that cause this same occurrence to happen again. Even though you leave one situation, you create it again by, by making small micro decisions every day from the moment you wake up until you go to sleep. Yeah. To recreate those conditions again, and your your the mindfulness comes in where you say, "Oh, I'm doing this again. I'm mm-hmm. creating this situation mm-hmm. again." Yeah. So it's like uh, <laughs> powerful to be. It's powerful to be self aware. Yes, you know, it's powerful yeah. to be self aware. It's self empowering to be self aware. And it, the gift we have is we have an ability to share our experiences through music, yeah, with people. You know, and yeah. Hopefully, the
0: thing about you know awareness is is really. It's, it's it's nothing without action. Yeah.
3: yeah. Agreed. Action is more valuable than ideas and observation even. I mean, but yeah. it starts with idea. There's, you know, there's this hierarchy of thought, word, deed. Yes. I also, um, to build off what you said, Thomas, like, I think, I mean, I've definitely been there where I'm like, I... I'm observing myself be triggered by this person at this dinner party.
0: (laughs) I can't stop it. You know, and I'm just like, I am going
3: to breathe now. You know, it's It's really hard. It's hard. Mm. But I think um, what's been helpful for me is uh, having a curiosity about myself and where that is coming from, the root of the reaction or the disproportionate reaction. Instead of judging myself and being like, Damn it! I'm still here having anxiety, yeah. and I'm just like, "Oh, isn't that interesting? I wonder why." You know, I wonder, yeah. I wonder what that is. Curiosity, I think, is really powerful.
2: You so write a lot of music about around these kinds of adverse things. Well, I listened to some of your music, and it kind of reminded me of, uh, a vocally, a little bit of Lana Del Rey, mm. and then maybe um, production, a little bit of uh, some of Fiona Apple, kind of. Vibes in there. Mm, mm. Thank you. <laughs> <So, laughs> she liked that one. It's some, and, no, and, I like both. <laughs> yeah, they're both really—they're both really great artists. They have really great voices, you know. So this, its a lot of music informed by uh, these kinds of things, like people um, living through adversity, or you know, your own ethnography.
3: <laughs> yeah, hmm. especially the—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm new to it. You know, I moved to LA five years ago, and that's when I wrote my first song and. Mm-hmm what's on what's online is my first e p and my latest two singles from this summer and um it was kind of like me being like well what's 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 gonna come out like what can I do uh, you know what's my voice it's sort of a voice finding, and so there is a lot of reflection in there, and i think my like i said earlier my my natural way of being is like i'm fascinated by um I'm curious about what, what this is. Like, what, what is this? We're alive. Like, what, what is this? It's really crazy Mm. and beautiful. And, and just, oh, it's just a terrific journey. And, um, and then also what are these emotions and like, why do they happen and how do I deal? And so there's a lot about agency, I guess. Mm. I think a common thread is, um, there's a lot of if you really listen to my lyrics, um, like, in Love Left Over, that's about saying, I've got love left over. Like, even though this thing hurt me, doesn't matter. I'm choosing to have love left over. It's a triumphant self-love song. And, like, gold is all about, like, listening to the voice within. And even if you're walking through the darkness alone, you know, following the moon, connecting to nature, connecting to yourself, and just, like... just deciding that it's gonna work out and therefore it will Um, just kind Mm. of that knowingness even if it's foolhardy just choosing it it to make it yeah exactly Mm. and then and then there's love songs in there you know there's like just 100% like that's a love song (laughs) Um, and then I've got my I've got higher which is a song that I wrote thinking about little girls and you know what I how I want them! To, I just want them to know that they can, they can, that they are worth their dreams and that they can do it. And so I wanted to write something that like would just amp them up and energize people and help them make it up the mountain with a smile. Nice. Yeah. What's your EP called? EP is called Bloom, and mm. I released that 2017. Nice. Yeah. Where,
2: where can people get access to it if they want to hear it?
3: It should be all over the internet. I saw it
2: on Spotify.
3: Yeah, it's definitely on Spotify. I mean, I just looked. I met somebody the other night. They're like, you know, put, put your name into Apple Music. It didn't come up on Apple Music. I don't really know why. But um, <laughs> I would say just... just Boo, Apple Music. <laughs> Boo,
2: Apple Music. Come, <laughs> come on, Apple. Apple? Yeah. Help just, us out, man.
3: Just Google Lauren Turk Bloom or Lauren Turk. and It, it, nice. sh- it should be everywhere you, you listen website? to music. Yeah, laurenturkmusic.com. Nice. That's me. That's nice. <laughs> that's me. That's 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 commercial. You. That commercial. <laughs> Sometimes I like to talk into the voice. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that's cool. Did, Have you
0: done voiceovers?
3: Um, have, you, have you thought about it? A little it? bit. I've done a little bit. Yeah. Cool. It's something I've always wanted to do. I love to act. I love to do voices. I was always doing fun voices when How I was How many kid. voices can you do? Oh, gosh. I don't even know. I don't know. Try me. That many.
0: <laughs> that many. Uh, let's let's hear three three distinct <laughs> voices. We'll put you on the spot.
3: Uh well I, I'm really
4: happy to be here today and I think that uh it's so nice to, to talk to
3: guys who who really understand uh what it's like to to be alive in the world. That's one.
0: That can either be like a little girl or an old lady. I don't know which one that is. I was thinking or
3: or maybe one. like a creature that, that you don't really know what it is. Right.
2: Oh, oh, a creature, right. yeah. Space aliens.
3: Oh, maybe, yeah. Just a, kind of like a, like an alien Michael Jackson or something. <laughs>
2: or space aliens. <laughs> more more feminine, though. It's cute. A good voice. All right, let's do number two. <laughs> Three voices with foxes and hedgehogs. <laughs> our, new, our new segment.
3: Well, I think perhaps I'll just speak in an accent a bit. Uh, it's a bit hard to to do it codes, you know, hip, because hip. I haven't really practiced much. at all. You don't really have the reference point. So for me, what I need is uh, to hear something and then my ear will just sort of naturally uh, imitate it. You know?
0: Now, to me, that's impressive because most people, when they do a British accent, myself included, they'll make it. Cockney, and I, I that doesn't sound like Cockney to me, that no. sounds uh, like...
3: No, of course not. <laughs> that
0: sounds more like uh, L- London-ish.
3: Pins past the tea and right? But of course. <laughs> Darling, I'm that, sophisticated. Is, is what, that, or, what else or, or, would you expect from me? Whatever,
0: like, <laughs> what Nicole Kidman is. It sounds like a Nicole Kidman
3: voice. Uh, isn't she Australian? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God,
0: I, I'm sorry. You're right.
3: He, he's fired. Right? I bet mean, Kate, Kate, Kate Kate Wislett. Kate Kate Wislett. I mean, Nicole Kidman doing a British accent. (laughs) I I saved it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, what's my third going to be? Number three. Oh, shit. Three. All right, hang on, hang on. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Okay. Mm. I really like to have some California wine. California, come on! You've seen the Californians, right?
1: <laughs> on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a thing wine. there.
3: California wine. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a cheap shot, but.
2: Do it Do
0: it Are you Are you drunk? Well, oh. It's voice? a
2: stable, It's sort of a. It's sort of just a constant <laughs> highness, just like a. Uh, like high. a high. High high.
3: They yeah. they really exaggerated but it's hysterical. I mean, I remember watching The Californians before moving out. Like my, my one of my girlfriends and I we were watching The Californians because I was going to move to California and she <laughs> we were just like there's no way that there, it has to be a gross exaggeration. But within a week of moving to LA, I definitely heard people in the bathroom of this place oh, speaking yeah. like that. And I'm
4: like, sure. Get
3: out. What? It's real. It's real. It's real. There's no way. <laughs> uh, it was funny. That is so <laughs> funny.
2: Yeah. It's a real thing, man.
3: But not everybody speaks like that. Just you know, it's sometimes you hear it, but most of the time you don't.
2: So yeah. many transplants, I would assume. Totally.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like New you York. Tra- transplanted there from from where?
3: From Paris. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Via Chicago, so, Chicago, Paris, L.A. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And maybe possibly New York. Sounds oh my like, like, God, you guys! Sounds like a rap song. I've
3: been I've been thoroughly seduced by New York. Really? I, oh my! Yeah.
2: We've been here forever, so what? we're just like
3: eh. Those it for cats and water here? bugs. <laughs> first time I came here was in 2010, eight years ago. Been coming for a while, at least once a year, but usually two to three times a year I'm here. Mm. And every time I come to New York, I'm like, yeah, I live in New York. What up? Uh, but this time, <laughs> this time, I don't know. It's That's really, funny. it's just like, it's kind of like how in Paris when I started singing, it was like, wake up! This is you. Um, <laughs> New York's just been really singing to me. It's cool. nice. Yeah. That's ah, nice. That's
2: good. That's feel, exciting. It's I'm nice. Um, you. So you don't have any um, FOMO from not being where, you're, where you live currently? You don't feel like you're missing no. out on anything?
3: No. I mean, I, I miss my people. I, yeah. I, man, I've learned. I've grown so much in L.A. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I'm mm-hmm. super grateful for L.A. And L.A. does something very different. With me, mm. like again, environments. L. A. has a very grounding energy. Really, it, it's brought me deep inside myself, and and has like pulled me apart. And I've just looked at it all, and then put things back together, and in a way mm. that I think is good, hopefully. Mm. And um, whereas New York, it's this like, oh, I've been I've been saying like, if I were to be an integer, you know, like a number, yeah moving through the world when i come to new york it feels like somebody puts an exponent on my shoulder i'm just like bing. oh that's good i feel very energized and in like uh just super present here and it's like you kind of have to be yeah
2: there's not a lot of time to i mean maybe you can meander on the train a little bit yeah maybe not the whole time Although you're just know, thinking
0: about how many people are on the phones walking around, mm-hmm. you know, they're not. They're not. Well, that's so everywhere. Present.
2: Right, right. That's everywhere. So, oh, I was mean. just thinking about that, like because um, now I see people that actually walk. I used to think it was people that were lost that were looking at a map on their phone. They're not. But there are people that are actually texting and reading while yes, they're walking around, I know. which fascinates me because they could just wait till wherever they're going to do that. But walking for us is like driving for people in <laughs> any other city, mm. right? Mm-hmm. That, that's the equivalent of yeah. walking, mm-hmm. of driving while, while texting. Mm-hmm. You know, not as dangerous, you know, your average walker, three miles, <laughs> miles per hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Significantly but, uh, less dangerous. But they are kind of zombie-like. Yeah. yeah. I know. They run into things. And, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of it, too. I, 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 get, I get guilty. You know, yeah. I I do it,
0: I know I do it when I'm feeling really needy for instant connection and affirmation,
3: man. you go on the phone.
0: The limbic yeah. system. Instead it's got of you, man. instead
3: of making eye contact with a stranger. I know, dude. Man. No, no,
0: I, I, I prefer the stranger thing, but you know, come the, to
3: the light side.
0: No, no, no. I, <laughs> I'm usually on that side, but after so being rejected so many times,
2: it's hard not to. Oh, honey.
0: But that's the way it is. What what do you do you make eye contact with people, oh, and the then they're con- just
2: like, "Yeah, something wrong with this." Right, right. I'm from exactly. Idaho, so like. Everyone makes eye contact there, and everyone in, says in, in hi. In New York, it's 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 tougher. I here find being, being forget like, it, man. People are just so tight. Eye vision. contact. If someone makes mm. eye contact with me, I think two things: they want something, they want to sell me something. Right?
0: Or they're just crazy, or they're just nuts. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and then you kind of think, well, maybe I am crazy. Sometimes they just and, need help. Sometimes it, they're lost. Yeah,
3: lost. I helped yeah. somebody who was lost yesterday, and I almost cried afterward because <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm such a weirdo.
2: <laughs> I, also, like,
3: I-, I like helping people, and it made, she really needed help. Oh, She didn't speak English very well, and she was lost and clearly like nervous slash late or something uh-huh. and really needed to get to the train. And I was just like, you know, I've been there. I have been in her position before, and it was just so easy. I had a phone, mm. and I had a map and I figured it out, and she was, like, so grateful, and I was just like, oh, it's so easy to help people. And I guess that's what kind of made me cry. But, yeah. Nice.
2: Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Do you have songs about helping people? Um,
3: hmm. No. Okay. <laughs> Not yet.
2: All right, so that's in the works. Yeah. That is in the works. We yeah. just inspired that for you. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. That's what we're here for. That's what <laughs> foxes and hedgehogs do. Well- they inspire each other. We'll, we'll uh, invoice you. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> you want a royalty, don't you? Smell that royalty. I can help you with the
2: publishing and the digital distribution through The Orchard if you want.
3: Yeah, that'd be cool. But, um, oh, yeah, The that's Orchard. A side, that's I met a side those guys uh, at South by Southwest. Yeah. Guys and gals. See, uh, look yeah. look what I just They're did cool. Cool. subconsciously. There are,
2: there are business partners in my right. yeah, right. digital distribution yeah. through them. I have cool. a, an unlabel. I call it an unlabel. It's called Artists Without Labels. Oh so like doctors labels. without borders. Yeah, yeah.
3: Love has no labels. Yeah,
2: Our love has no pound without labels. <laughs>
3: It's like do it yourself. Neither does music. Record
2: label, you love the music. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool.
2: Except, well,
0: technically, sound can't be heard in space, so in that way, there's a boundary wow. there. No, uh, but you know, no molecules. We, do you know can exist? You know, what can exist in space? What? What are they called? Those uh, microorganisms. Ah, oh, love the names of these
2: things. What are they called? They're like tartar, tardigrades. Tardigrades. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Tardigrades, right? I have something, no idea what he's talking about. I think it's little tiny bears. Yeah, tardigrades.
0: I think it's tardar. Yeah, they're they're these tiny organisms. They're indestructible. They're indestructible. They're 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 practically they're practically indestructible. They have They're single-celled, right? Single-celled. They look like little bears. Yeah. And
3: are you for real? They look like little bears. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Tiny
2: bears. I'm going to show you. If
0: you if you've watched (laughs) if you've watched the latest uh, series of Star Trek on CBS, I haven't. There is a huge, like a large version of this tardigrade, and um, and and it helps in. uh, Basically, uh, helps it helps the ship go through wormholes and, and warp speed. It's really fascinating. The, the concept, you know, the, the way sci-fi takes actual science and turns it into something believable and fiction is, is always fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, so they talk about tardigrades. But tar- and I didn't really. It's it's funny because right before that, watching that episode, someone had told me about
2: the tardigrade.
0: Am I do I have it right? You were correct, sir. Tardigrade, yeah, tardigrade.
2: Hydrogrades yeah, so th- are a phylum of water-dwelling, eight-legged, segmented microanimals. They were first described by the German zoologist Johann August Ephraim Goza in 1773, who gave them the name of "little water bears."
0: So they're more than one cell, but but they can basically okay. like survive by hibernating in space. They can be in space and not die. Wow! For long periods of time.
2: Kind of like little bears, though. This world. See? Yeah, this universe—probably really. universe. here. They're just like, hanging out, just like going. Hey, they're talking about us. But t- yeah. right, right now, right—they're like yeah. totally here, chilling. But really tardigrades
0: know. can live in space, but sound can't. So maybe music does have some.
3: That's so interesting. I guess I knew that, but I've never really thought about yeah. that deeply.
0: It's really all about choosing, heavy. choosing the medium for the ex- feeling you want to express.
3: Wait, whoa! But hold on, sound—sound sound is vibration. Right, vibration exists in space. No, no, because no? you
0: need light. T- you need light exists in space. Light exists in space, but sound you need matter to vibrate through. Yes, yes. And there's no light there's is no its matter own
2: space. Uh, matter because it's photons.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, well, light has has dual. There's a dual nature of energy and matter. Mm-hmm. That, that's the whole Einstein thing. Yeah, the photons are what it's make called make it a wave
2: particle duality of wave light. Particle duality yeah. of light. Okay. Getting yeah. into some heavy stuff here, yo. I, and
3: you, 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 you've got to look up Buckminster Fuller. You're gonna love. I it. I should,
0: yeah. You think I know? Anyway, I, I have a chapter in my book called um, Rick Rowling and, and, and Wave Particle Equality.
2: Oh, oh, interesting.
0: Dude,
3: interesting. that's Talking so
0: great. A, about that.
2: I was I love having this stuff. A, a conversation with someone. Me. Um, <laughs> that me. Uh, that light and sound Thanks. are two versions of the same thing. They're What's wavelengths. This? What's that? That light and sound are two versions of the same thing. They're, they're wavelengths. They're frequencies. They have, similar, perceive they have, sound have similar properties. We perceive because we're equipped to perceive sound through our ears mm. as vibrations mm-hmm. and right. light as vision through our eyes. But uh, there are r- ranges of light that we don't see and frequencies of sound that we don't hear. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, just as those exist, there are frequencies of light and sound that, that you know, we... We we perceive them as sound and light, but they're actually light and sound. Like uh, infrared light could be heard hmm. or seen.
0: Right. I think that's
2: because maybe because infrared, vibrates, infrared light
0: absolutely. is on a lower frequency. I, I think you know light tends to be, I think, has a higher frequency overall. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So light light is up there with the highest possible. Frequencies mm-hmm. of I mean of, we're we d- I mean I think Sound, I think Fox and Hedges,
0: I think we can all agree we're kind of amateur scientists. Oh totally and totally. I remember one thing I read in some of my research is that it's, you have to be very careful to apply these uh, laboratory-driven principles to the macro world. Mm-hmm. So these principles that that apply to these micro uh, contexts is these, these tiny. Uh, you know, nano, micro contexts that um they don't necessarily apply to. It doesn't scale every day. You're They're saying these things scale. don't scale. N- they, don't scale. Exactly. they don't scale. they don't scale. And 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 so when you go when you when you there's like a there's, like a, there's a movie or video called like what, the principles that what, hold together. A what molecules the bleep do we know? I mean, have you heard this? Oh what yeah, the, totally. Like mm-hmm. that, they kind of use they kind of like take quantum f- uh, physics and they kind of warp it to fit that philosophy that sure. what you perceive is you know. Based on what you believe no but that's of us not here that's not that's not totally true we're all, it, and he's it, and trying to do the whole stranger's cat thing it's not quite like it doesn't exactly work the same way in so the there is world, so are you world. saying
3: that there is objective truth um or like singular absolute truth
0: I'm saying that if there's an apple in front of you uh-huh. that, it, that the apple is not going to disappear.
3: Unless I eat it, <laughs>
2: unless you eat it, <laughs> and it's really not disappearing. It's just changing. You can't wrong. think it. Yeah, you, exactly. you, you can't think matter.
0: it away. You can ignore it,
2: but it'll still be there. You know, true. Mm. Um, so, it's true. It's so, like when you're a little kid and you are like think people can't see you if you close your eyes.
4: Right. <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: I, I remember. I, you know, God. There's
0: so many wacky spiritualities and pseudo religions out there. And I remember this one girl I was dating. She took me to this meeting. And they were using some aspects of quantum physics to justify their beliefs, and and she couldn't even. Mm-hmm. I like, remember the term Schrodinger's cat. You know, she was like, she's like someone's pet. She was like <laughs> pet in box. <laughs> and like, pet like, and like, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's there or not. I'm but like, basically, I'm like day. basically, she was like, you can think cancer away, and 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 so they have people in this thing and they're like i'm I, I don't know why i'm thinking it away but it's not going away and and i think that that's a problem that's a problem when you conv- when you when you're a snake oils person to uh, yeah to you know you, i think mindset and attitude is everything to the extent that it can help but at some point you have to mm. confront your material world
3: yes you know, it's and, it's both it's because bo- you know, it's, it's like yeah, absolutely to use the apple as the to bring the apple back into as the analogy. room yeah um i'm really interested in what attention free will and attention has to do with all of this
1: sure
3: because i think i think attention is our free will actually or maybe one of the forms of it and and i think that that becomes important when dealing with Happiness and self improvement, or even just like life, you know, Let me designing think about your life. That. Yeah.
0: Attention, what's the, how attention, how do they
3: relate? attention as free will.
0: Okay. I, I could, I, I would agree with that. I think attention is an expression of free will. Yeah. yeah. But I also, I remember someone said, and I'm, I'm, a, I think I'm, I'm, I'm on a wagon with this.
3: You're on my wagon. I, I like your wagon. Welcome I, to the wagon. Um, oh, we've got lots of apples here. On, <laughs> <the> apple wagon. <laughs> you can yeah. pay attention to yeah. them or not. The We're, choice is yours. We have, <laughs> we have. I have
0: an amazing family apple pie recipe, by the way. My mom, I went home last night. I, you know, I live in New York, but I went to see my, my parents last night to borrow the car to go to a recording session. Anyway, um, and my mom made an apple pie, her famous apple pie. Oh, God, yeah, it's, it's the best apple pie. I've ever tasted <laughs> What? Doesn't you didn't bring
3: any? Yeah, what What? What gives, man? I, I know. It's about what the are crust. we to you? Huh? Next
0: time. <laughs> next time. <laughs> next time. There will be no next time. Always. There's always a next time.
3: Never maybe, assume there's next time. Maybe in the time. afterlife. We'll bring that up. <laughs> now, all. that is one thing I've learned. Well, that's... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never assume there's a next time, guys. And girls. I had a...
0: I forgot. I had something to... to
3: being on the bandwagon, attention as a expression of free oh, oh, will. Oh,
0: yes that that free will is that you only have so much free will to go around. That Tell me more. That and, and so much that it's not a limitless resource. Oh, interesting. Um, that 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 you only have so much energy to mm. to uh, um, that free will can inspire. Like like you can only want to. Bear down and, and be disciplined and, and do this thing, you know, but you can run out of free will.
3: Yes. Well, yeah. because you can run out of energy and hours in the day. Absolutely. And, and yeah, there, we have to. You, you need to There's re- a hierarchy involved recharge. with attention and, and free will. Um, well, do,
0: you, do you have a theory on this?
3: Well, <laughs> I wouldn't call it a theory, but it's it's directly related to the type of concerts I'm doing right now. Oh yeah! Did I tell you about that? Can you tell that us Pinks? what the
2: format of your performances is. Let's talk about that. A okay. Bit.
3: So, oh, gosh, I mean, I I fell in love like two years ago, and was was like, I was like, wow, this is this might be the big one, you guys, mm-hmm. and um, and then it like suddenly ended. What does that mean? The big one good question i don't know what that means <laughs> i don't know anymore you, said you don't
0: know you, you anymore of,
2: you i don't know of, anymore that's you, what's of, great you about thought of something something learning and
0: learning and learning something you made you say the big one what made you say the big
3: one what made me say the big one was the fact that like i um i had a very metaphysical transcendent experience with the first kiss with this person and mm. it was really intense and beautiful and it felt like home it felt like being one it was just exquisite you know and I had never really had that I'd never experienced something quite like that before and that made me uh, like it, it, it like emboldened this union you know it, it made me think that it was something extra special and mm-hmm. lasting I extrapolated that the intensity and beauty of that moment and in, in the following you know months to to like I extrapolated that into thinking it was you know something that would be more enduring but uh it basically that person just kind of like vanished one day and not like from the face of the earth we we are in communication and stuff and and it's cool but
2: at least
0: he didn't ghost you. That's the worst.
3: well. He did. He did. Oh, he did ghost you. Yeah, oh, it, but it was like it was like Space ghosting.
2: Space ghost.
3: Oh,
0: that is the
2: worst. Terrible.
3: But it was ghosting in plain sight. It was like oh. it was basically like we were having dinner and he just disappeared. Like the person that I had fallen was falling in love with, like the character and and like willingness and in like participation in the creation of the love. Just it just dropped dead. It just like it like ghosted. And then it was just, it was just gone. It never came back. Man,
2: it's totally you're bizarre. Like, what did I do to Nothing make this, this happen? Grief and grief and grief. Oh man! Yeah.
3: And so no closure, no answer, like no, no real answer, uh, no actual. Got to create your own closure in that case. Dude, you're putting exactly. But like, I struggled with that for yes. a really, really long time because not having closure keeps the door open for like, uh, what if I perhaps i could maybe we still will like yeah. you know all of those questions no, that's so right. i was just like man i was i was in grief i was so yeah. in grief like i never have been
2: you got to put all those things in a raft push it out into the water and shoot it with a flaming arrow <laughs> like the vikings
3: so oh i've never heard of that that's beautiful <laughs>
2: the viking funeral miss
3: so okay this is what's crazy one day on the year anniversary of meeting this person I woke up with this idea in my head for the music video. I wrote a song about this. It's okay. called See You Again. Okay. I wrote the song the day after things ended. It just like poured out, and um, and then I didn't touch it. I wrote and recorded it in my house with my friend and writing partner, um, producer Brad. It was done in, in a couple hours, right? Mm-hmm. And then I just didn't touch it. It was a great comfort to me as I was putting myself back together. And then on the year anniversary of meeting this guy, I legit woke up with the idea to hold a funeral for that version of myself that hasn't let go, you know, and that was still hurting and still wondering and still didn't have closure. And, and like I picked up the phone and called a friend and was like, do you know how to build a coffin? And like everything came together wow. so quickly. We built a coffin, I sanded it, stained it, invited all of my friends, bought all these flowers, arranged them, like turned it into a whole experience ritual. and ritual, mm-hmm. filmed it, right? And in the preparation of this ritual, I was reading this book, it's so crazy, like just how life happens. I was yeah. reading this book called The Book of Secrets by Deepak Chopra huh. and I came Deepak's upon, nice. yeah, <laughs> I like him. I like him too. I came, I came across uh, this section where he's talking about apoptosis, which is programmed cell death, which is every single cell in your body right now has gene P53. And when it self-identifies each cell that it is diseased um, or damaged beyond repair, it will initiate gene P53, send the essential nutrients and chemicals through the outer membrane wall, And then self-destruct and die. Mm. And it is through programmed cell death that we stay alive, that we continue to survive and thrive. And that to me was so beautiful that through death we are alive. And it brought me into this space of like the closure that I can have and that I can find beauty and awe in is just simply that everything is born, thus it dies. The constant of life is change. Mm-hmm. And you see this everywhere. I, I started to see it everywhere, and it became this great comfort to me. You know, the ocean, stand at the foot of the ocean, and a wave will come, and as soon as it comes, it goes, and as soon as it goes, another comes, and it's this rhythm that is constant in, in this universe, and it is so...
2: The ebb and flow.
3: The ebb and flow, and it's beautiful, and I was like, wow, well, there it is. And um, And then I realized that, you know... Then I got into this conversation with myself over agency and attention and the say that we have in what we carry and how long we carry it. And so I created this exercise for my funeral guests, (laughs) for all of us to identify what we want to let go of and to write that down on a piece of paper and then to identify what we want to let in, what energizes us, what excites us, what turns us on, like what we love. And we write all those things down. And then I played music, and then we burned the let go papers. And it was, this, it was a powerful experience because I had kind of been doing that on my own, but I hadn't ritualized it, and I hadn't done it with friends. Like I hadn't mm. done it as a community, and it became so much more powerful doing it that way. And I then realized that I wanted to, you know, turn this into my concert experience, you know. Mm. And so since then, I've been doing these let go, let in concerts where I use mm. music to drop us into a space to get ready to let go. Nice. We, we reflect, we write that shit down and then turn the page, letting in more, you know, songs of love, more energetic music, songs of celebration. We, we identify what we want to let in. And then we talk about it at the end, you know, mm. not for like hours, but a little bit enough to help, to help, to help bring out the fact that to bring out shared humanity, the fact that.
0: So it's like at a the end di- of the is day, it, is it dialogue after the
3: concert? After or? the concert, yeah, like oh, a panel okay. kind of thing. Well, kind of like, hey, anybody want to share something they wrote down on either piece of paper? And what ends up happening is people get a chance to see how similar we are, you know, that, nice. that the things that we fear are, are pretty similar. You know, the things mm-hmm. that we're hoping for, love connection, belonging, pretty similar. Like humans, humans kind of want similar things. And, and it also is, is beautiful because it helps, um, it helps us show up for each other. Like if I know what you're going through and what you're aiming for, then I can help you now that I know. Like, I can support you or I can hold you accountable. Ooh. And there's also something cool about like.
0: Support you or hold you accountable. Well, like both, that. both. <laughs> you
3: know. But it's yeah. like, it, it, invites, it invites people to, um, to help you, to support you. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you, you, you open that door. So, this is what I've been doing. Allies. In, yeah, totally. Allies I think it's shape. really important. And I think it also busts this myth of, like, we all have it together and, and, you know, not everybody suffers or not everybody has insecurity. Like, we all do. And especially, like, with a group of people or a community, there's always people that we admire. And, like, I might look at you, Thomas, and be like, oh, my God, well, he has it all together. He's doing so well. He has yeah, distribution a with the orchard, you know, like... <laughs> He doesn't He doesn't struggle. He doesn't have questions of I have worthiness. I a fireplace in
2: my 200-square-foot <laughs> studio. Right. Line. There you go. was the fireplace? You sitting yeah. Yeah. You're sitting in, oh, sitting in front of it. Oh, I'm sitting in front of
0: it. We did start the fire. <laughs> so where does the, the, the coffin the come
3: into all this? <laughs> the coffin? Well, the coffin was a big relic for the funeral, you know, and I actually... For the video for See You Again. For the video for See You Again for the funeral itself. Okay. Um, and also, oh, cool. it was part of, like, the ritualization of like we all kind of like walked up to the coffin and oh. let go of something and paid respects to what we're letting go of as opposed to like a human it was nice. sim it was a symbol i think that symbols are important oh, in I ritual know, yeah. Right. yeah yeah symbolism yeah
2: so, so um everything is symbols. yeah everything. i guess i guess we should Maybe at some point. Wrap it up, maybe. No. Oh, we'll, don't we'll, we'll invite you back again to talk about <laughs> your <laughs> coffin business that you've gone into. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice coffin. People,
3: people laugh when they walk into my studio. It's, it's, it's there, a, a seating. People are like, like, Is a that a coffin? A year from now,
2: we'll be hearing about Lauren Turk coffins everywhere. and. <laughs> People will be like, what does she do with them, though? It's like, well, you just put stuff you don't want in there, and then you burn it, I guess. <laughs> it's
3: my backup plan. <laughs> it's,
2: the, it's the Viking canoe. That's my whatever. merch. Very <laughs> heavy, <laughs> merch expensive is, is merch. Coffin. Would you like to buy a coffin? <clears throat> that's That's actually pretty funny. As like a Patreon is like a patreon like higher tier thing you get your own <laughs> you get your own coffin oh my
3: god maybe i should do that <laughs> you cuz like, i don't really need just, it anymore it doesn't
2: have to be an actual coffin to be like a representative small right. little right but
3: i have an actual question, coffin that i that, is so that i do not need funny. anymore it's in my studio Man, just that's like intense.
0: patreon is more for like Softcore porn, right? No. What are you talking
4: about? <laughs>
2: it's for, it's
0: for <laughs> artists in about. general. Really? I mean and I always feel like, like if I feel you're like, like you're
2: making ev- anything creative. Everyone on and, Patreon is like it's like someone's sexy it? or like what? some really? pictures of Oh yeah, about? you know what? There, that is that is on there. That is on there. I mean, but, what's on uh, there? There's like I've been
3: thinking about making one. I yeah. would
2: say that I'm helping someone with one. I'm a betting man. I'm not a betting man. If I were a betting man. (laughs) You should be a betting man. I I look studious. I I would say. Like you would know the statistics.
3: You do look studious. Do I? Thanks. Very studious. Oh,
2: wow. Thanks. Wow. It's nice when you say that. Thanks, teacher. I need to get some
0: glasses.
3: (laughs) Where are my glasses?
0: (laughs) Um. No, really, you
3: just need to cut your shirt open a little, like he did. A little more? Oh, he does. Yeah. No.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um. What were you going to
3: say?
0: I feel um, like yeah. I'm I got sorry, thrown I'm off. So I, got, I got thrown off by the flirting. I, I, oh, I, I, oh,
4: wow. oh, oh,
3: oh, oh, Yeah, that's why I've been trying to stay serious I'm this so, whole time. I'm I didn't so want to throw you guys off. So you know? weak. I'm so I'm so easily swayed. <laughs> what was I going to say? Um,
0: okay. um, I appreciate your your social awareness and uh. Mission to be a vessel for you know it's very very specific too. I, I I totally dig it about you know what specific actions you take as an artist to build community and and uh, make your environment a better place, you know and and inspire people. I think that that's our job. I know we we kind of touched upon that with our last guest. It was awesome, but I I feel like you you, you're, you have a very very um
2: strong a specific mission and i i appreciate that. Thank you. I just think you're cool. I that, like when i met you you were telling me about this stuff and i was like it really compelled me to have you on the show because uh you know we try to get people on here that uh are are their their vision sort of aligns with uh connecting people with music and you know hearing how they how they survive and thrive. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to play out the show with your song, but uh, it's called See You Again, and I'll play that. um, Yeah, let's uh, play that jammy. (laughs) 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 We'll sign off, so we'll be like... Thanks for having. Thanks for. Thanks for being. here. Are we here. signing off right now? <laughs> we can, or, unless you want to keep talking. Oh, we can he, keep is talking. He drunk? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone keeps asking this.
3: Are you drunk? Have you been know. oh. drinking? All no, this th- in. It's it's fine th- if you have th- no judgment. This. Keep <laughs> all this is. <laughs> People, People always oh. think I'm
0: hired drunk. <laughs> <laughs> this is just the way I am. Oh. Every time.
4: You are beautiful just as you are.
0: <laughs> uh, you know. Oh. Oh, you know what that reminds me of. What. I Tell us. oh, all right. Let's one more thing about mission, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. On the plane back from Germany, I watched two amazing documentaries. Actually, I watched three amazing documentaries <laughs> on my on my one going to Europe. One was called um, "You're a Documentary Fiend." Well, I'm not not usually, but but this no title opinion. caught my eye. It was a uh, Generation of Wealth. Oh my God, what? It totally just okay. calls out what's kind of wrong with pop culture, and I don't want to say mm. wrong. Not, I'm not saying wrong in a preachy way. It just presents why and how we become obsessed with things that don't necessarily serve us as a culture or a country, both socially and economically. You know, short term and long term. Okay.
3: Did it bring that, up Edward Bernays? Who's that? You're kind of like the never heard of inventor, sauce. Inventor know? of uh, PR.
0: No, no, no. But it's basically a woman who like takes all these people from different walks of life, from like poor people to CEOs to hedge fund. To uh, it, it's really it's anyway, generation of wealth, awesome. But on the way back, I saw the Whitney Houston documentary. Oh, that I had no idea she had all that going on in her life. I highly recommend it. But this last thing you said about I like you just the way you are. Is that what you just said? Yeah. My favorite documentary. In fact, I liked it so much I bought it on Amazon
2: Prime mm-hmm. in my library. Wow! Right that means that 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 means a lot. That's won't you be my neighbor? Won't you be yeah, my neighbor? Yeah,
3: I liked it too. Oh,
2: oh my Fred God! Rogers.
3: I watched that on the plane here.
2: Oh, my.
3: oh, so yeah,
2: we were maybe oh, we were watching things at the same time. things are coming full circle. Things are coming full circle yeah, here. I Whoa. I love that so the much. The serendipity of in Fred fact, Rogers.
0: I Ooh. man, I, know. I had no idea. I mean, I I had. I saw glimpses here and there on some YouTube clips, but man, what I mean that that's like Mother Teresa. Yeah. Selfless like and it's interesting how spiritual it was and, and how complex he was. You you would think someone who's that open wouldn't would have different would su- as- ascribe or subscribe to a ascribe or subscribe. I, I never know which one to use. But uh, but would be identify as a a particular political party, but it wasn't. But then you kind of get it. You know, it's just, it's it's always interesting how tastes um, intersect with ideology. You know, but nevertheless, but there's so many, just the idea of acceptance, you know, of other people and yourself, regardless. It's so (laughs) beautiful. You got to check it out. Won't you be my neighbor? And there's some songs in there. The one, the song about, uh, am I a mistake? Oh, Oh, "Oh, I want to learn that. I want to learn that mm. song.
2: I will sing it with you. Oh, dude, let's it was do a it. Let's do it. I'm, do I'm so really done. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Come here and do the session. You guys are totally. Daniel. Cool. Daniel
0: so nice. the tiger. This and then like he's talking to Lady Yeah. Lady, Lady Lane. Yeah, Lady, Lady Elaine? Yeah, Lady Lane. Lady Elaine. Oh, she's so cool. I know. You know what's so cool about that show is that he's a he all he got the same cast over thirty years. So they started out. You're young, and, and they're family, and they're uh-huh. family, and and uh-huh. oh my god, and like you know the the policeman, like what he had to say about Fred Rogers. I know. Clemens, yeah. Officer Clemens, mm-hmm. what he had to say about him, and and it's just what a what an inspiring individual. I love him.
2: Yeah, I hope I can. You gotta check it out, little, Thomas. Just a small a legacy that has that much impact. Right, right. You know but we can it makes him, someone's life better even just one person and i'm sure you know, you know what you thomas, already have i'm you sure you already have yeah. bro yeah. you already have man i hope so no doubt i hope there's someone out there like that their life is better because of like some little thing i did you know
3: all right i'm going to ask anybody listening if thomas has made your life better <laughs> that you reach out to him and let him know put it in the comments you know i think this is important it's it's tricky and it also kind of touches on uh, the mystery of the power of music like it's it's hard to measure you know and and sometimes we don't know the impact of the things that we do both musical and non-musical you know even just a smile at a stranger on the street you know maybe you really brighten yeah, yeah. their day and um and maybe you'll never see the ripple effect that you create but i yeah. think it's important to yeah. to get in <laughs> touch with the fact that Everything you do is generating a story, and that it's important to choose what you know to to be somewhat intentional in what that story is, because it we do make an impact. Everything we do does make an impact, big mm-hmm. or small. We don't always see it, but it's there.
0: Amen. You heard it right from the yeah. the, the source. The
2: source, right there, Lauren-, <laughs> Lauren.
0: Turk. Lauren Turk Music. Yeah. Dot com. Dot com.
2: <laughs> That's right. I'm John Ahrens. I am Thomas Hutchings, and we are. Foxes and hedgehogs. Yes. Thanks for being on the show with us, Lauren.
3: Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're the bomb diggity. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. (laughs) (laughs)